Hello and welcome back to a very special episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Thursday, August 20th. The year is 2020. I am joined. Well, my name is Will Hunter. I am jo- I'm, I'm so excited to, to say who's here mm-hmm. that I just forgot my own name. I'm Will Hunter. I'm joined by my uh, instantly regretting taking the job as Tom Brenneman's PR coordinator, Matt Sheehan. But this episode is special because we are graced. Yeah, don't, don't worry about me. Yeah. Graced by the presence of the one, the only friend of the show, Stephen Brooks, 247sports.com. Brooksy, how are you today? I'm, I'm good. I'm a lot better than uh, the guy you just referenced. Uh, is it Tom Brenneman or something Tom, of that sort? Yeah, Tom yeah, Brenneman. Yeah, I just dove into all that before I got on the Oof. call with you guys. Oh, man. That is tough. Uh, uh, that's a that's a 2020 deal right there. The apology is like, wow, that's a that's a that's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. he might 1993. He might struggle to keep his job uh, with that one. Tough, uh, tough look for our guy Tom. Speaking of tough looks, we have a Sir Yacht update. <laughs> just just our, own it, dude. Come on, our, you got lean into it 100 percent all the way. Our favorite intrepid reporter, uh, Big Ten football reporter. We're going to talk about uh, the Big Ten uh, and finally sort of releasing a statement. Not sort of, but finally releasing a statement, providing some insight into what went on with their decision to cancel slash postpone the fall football season. We're going to talk about that off the jump. Then we are going to. Uh, talk a little bit about the potential of spring or winter football. I have an idea that I'm going to throw at these two guys, and they're going to tell me it's stupid and dumb and that it'll never happen. And then since we have Brooksy here, we're going to talk some recruiting segment three, some MSU football recruiting. Uh, I think there's a chance in the next few weeks here that momentum could start to pick up for the Spartans on the recruiting trail. So we're going to talk to someone who knows better uh, than us. Uh, about that. So that's the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Lockdown Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Matt, are you ready? Oh, of course I am. Come on. We got Brooksy in the house. Woo! Steven, are you ready? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm happy to be uh, – I'm in here for all three episodes. So, I mean, that's, that is three times the rate for you guys. So, uh, <laughs> I talked to a Bill Barr, but I'm sure we can figure it out. Yeah. Oh, we will have plenty to tell you about Built Bar uh, coming up in a couple segments. Yes, sir. First, we need to check in with Sir Yacht. So Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren releases a statement, a letter, an open letter, I believe is the way it was framed. Just like, hey, here's what went into our process. There's a lot of questions about did the presidents actually vote? Did this happen? And frankly, the Big Ten has done a terrible job with the messaging and and transparency and all this. And we've talked about that. But <clears throat> Kevin Warren, commissioner, comes out with an open letter and basically says definitively, like, hey, there was a strong consensus to not play. We're not revisiting it. Here's all the reasons why. Here's all the questions we have that didn't get answered. Here's what we're doing. So that, that came out and provided some clarity by about a week too late, wouldn't you say, guys? Yeah, fair. Yeah, definitely. And through it all, we've been, I don't know, if clinging on to hope or <laughs> I don't even know. Um, we've been following the saga of, of Sir Yacht, who has just been firing off tweet after tweet about how the football season is being reinstated this fall, how Kevin Warren is on thin ice, how 
this is uh, all, I don't know, a conspiracy and everything is is coming around. Uh, the, the Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, they're forcing the Big Ten's hand. There will be football this fall. So I want to catch you guys up on his tweets. Steven, you're not super familiar with him, right? Not totally. Um, you guys have kept me abreast of a little bit about it, but uh, not 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 the play-by-play, I guess I'd say. Okay. I'm going to do a play-by-play, and I'm going to insert where Kevin Warren released a statement, and then we're going to go from there, okay? All right. All right. Let's see. Where should we start? Um, let's start 22 hours ago. There's a lot of tweets, guys. Okay. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren is facing extreme pressure to step down and is considering resignation per source. Source says currently 75% Warren is gone. Hot start, guys. That's yeah, a hot start. Geez, I, I, I thought that was like chapter six or something. Good Lord. He came right off. <laughs> Coming out wow, of the blocks. We're going to jump all the way. <laughs> we're going to jump all the way to 11 hours ago. Additionally, the Big Ten season is 100% happening. It is now figuring out who is opting out and the schedule before making an official announcement. Source said things are moving behind the scenes. They are trying to be fast. Per source, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren and the Big Ten office are still, quote, hoping for issues. <laughs> Unbelievable. If, if there's one lesson that 2020 taught me, it's to never, ever, ever again use the phrase 100% the rest of my entire life. No. How anyone just throwing around the number 100%, <laughs> especially just for Big Ten football is egregious enough, but just anything in life now that, Sir Yacht, you do you, man. Go on. There, a comet could hit, and I like the world could be gone. I mean, nothing's 100%. Not anymore. No, that's out the window this year. All right. Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh and director of athletics Ward Manuel have been pushing hard for a season, but – President Mark uh, Schlesel is holding it up per source. Nice. Single um, nice. Yep, 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 yep. Let me scroll up here. Okay, here we go. 11 hours ago, Ohio State, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Penn State, Iowa, and Indiana are in and signed off on a Big Ten college football season per source. Presidents of Michigan and Michigan State currently are also very reluctant to sign off and play. Man. Good for you, Indiana pushing for football season. Yeah, uh, that, that's where you lost me. So nine, no, no, nine Indiana is a big year. Now they got Michael Panics at the helm. Come on, yeah, even yeah, pushing. even both of those things, and uh, that's the most unbelievable thing I've heard yet. <laughs> no way, that, you, um, you lost me right there. They're pushing, pushing for uh, the number four in the Big Ten. East. All right, next tweet is what we. This is where I was like, okay, here's where we're going. Uh, although I. I you know, felt that way the entire time. He quote tweeted Clay Travis. Um, uh, perfect. Which is an it was an outkick the coverage article about how Gretchen Whitmer is the reason that Michigan and Michigan State don't want to play football. Yes. Uh, so like this tweet if you are a Big Ten fan that dislikes Gretchen Whitmer. From there, <laughs> so we're just cruising now, getting into political slander. Hmm. Uh, contrary to a few reports, there is zero chance Big Ten plays in the winter or spring per source. Per source. Fall is the only hope for the Big Ten. Additionally, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren has lost all trust from Big Ten athletic directors and even some presidents per source. I've learned that if you just throw per source in there, you get hundreds of retweets. Just throw it in there. Oh, of multiple, course. Yeah, that's a yeah. great trick. Multiple ADs on record saying they have, quote, never seen anything handled as poorly as this. Uh, that is not an appropriate use of quotes. I'm going to go out on a crazy limb and say that. No, that, that's fair. Yeah, especially with a lot of this happened uh, around the Big Ten uh, in the last few years. Yeah, that, that's probably uh, a bit hyperbole, perhaps. 
All right, here's where it gets good. Now it gets good? Okay, all right, okay. Here's where it gets friggin' wild. Okay. There have been three fall season proposals sent to the Big Ten offices afternoon, sources tell me. Now it's all up to Kevin Warren. This was four hours ago. Added to the thread, Kevin Warren has also been served subpoenas by around 10 players' lawyers as of this afternoon. Per source. Oh, Kevin. Subpoenas. Oh, oh no. You got to get out of Dodge, Kevin. It's it's time to go, Kevin. It's time to step down. (laughs) (laughs) To clarify, there will be a fall season for the Big Ten. Kevin Warren now has options of how to proceed. All right. This is the moment where the open letter has now been published. Okay. We have, we have reached post open letter status, and this is textbook 101 and tweeting through it. Getting details right now, but Kevin Warren is blowing smoke screens. That is not, that's not a phrase. Okay. Am I, am I, Steven, that's not a phrase, right? Blowing smoke screens, it's blowing smoke. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I saw where okay. he was going. I mean, yeah, you could, I mean. Putting up a smoke screen or blowing smoke, but he just went, just went ahead and blowing smoke too. And I, I appreciate that. I, I do that every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. on accident. If yeah. you, if you have a smoke screen, I guess you could sort of blow it, you know, to change the environment and then and manipulate it, you know. <laughs> I'm, All right, next. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> Oh my, I can't believe how quickly this goes from like, I'm reporting this, I got a source, to just wild conspiracy. All right. I don't give a damn what anybody, including lying Kevin Warren, says. I'm sticking with my source that we will have Big Ten college football in the fall. And oh, this this is heartbreaking because oh, he'd been getting some love from, from Barstool, some attention from Big Cat, who is apparently an idol of his... Um, And so Big Cat tweeted, I didn't fall for a fake source story. I chose to take a leap of faith and put all my hopes and dreams into the hands of some dude named Sir Yacht. And that's just kind of hurt for our guy. (laughs) And Sir Sir Yacht says, keep hoping and dreaming. I'm telling you guys, Kevin Warren is lying. A vote never happened. Nobody on the entire planet believes me right now. But I ain't giving up on this Big Ten season. I'm all in. Okay. Well, at least he's aware that absolutely no one believes him. We're not that level of a delusion now. So that's good. Uh, And so uh, this last one is him quote tweeting a letter from or something from Jeff Snook. Who's Jeff Snook, Stephen? Uh, I think I've heard the name, but it doesn't doesn't ring a bell. Who who is he? I I don't know. Source. Um, Ohio State grad looks like he's not on Twitter. Um, I think oh, he just so writes, a nobody, so a nobody then. So a nobody. Uh, no, I think he just writes, but it looks like he writes books about Ohio State football. Okay, <laughs> nerd. So there we go. All right, this is from Jeff Snook. Kevin Warren lied three times in one sentence in his statement today. Warren is the most corrupt Big Ten commissioner ever and needs to step down. I'm telling everyone right now the Big Ten college football season is happening. Warren is a crook. Okay, this this is Jim Delaney's <laughs> burner. This is a thousand percent Jim Delaney's <laughs> burner, and you cannot talk me out of that at all. I, I've, I've cracked the code. It was that easy the entire time? Really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm stealing that and tweeting it. <laughs> I, I don't hate that. Go for it. 
I don't. I mean, are we sure it's not like Scott Frost though, or Gene Smith? Those seem like more realistic guys to me. I don't. I don't think Jim Jim Delaney. I mean, he he does appear, and and his whole vibe is kind of evil. But I don't know if he would want. I don't know if he'd want the the league just sort of burning down right before his eyes that soon. But Scott Frost, on the other hand, or I mean, Gene Smith is just out here. Gene Smith's out here riding into the town square, just shooting off his guns on his horse, dude. He did. I mean, hey, you can't rule him out either. I think Mel uh, Tucker committed the perfect crime. Like, he's been yeah. low-key the entire time. Like, he's never mis- mentioned Michigan State in this entire thing, too. It's been every college program in the Big Ten but MSU. Maybe maybe this is Mel Tucker's way of just imploding the Big Ten from within. So now he just gets, like, a whole new reset button for his first 4D year. 4D chess. You like I like it? it. We're playing 16D shoots and ladders over here, baby. <laughs> That's right. I did, like- did you guys happen to catch Mel Tucker's word of the day today? I thought that was uh... – I, I thought that was interesting, I guess I'll say. Wasn't it? Um, it was some – go ahead. What Harmony. was it? Harmony. Yeah, well, Harmony. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was quite interesting um, <laughs> given the dialogue. I don't think he does much on accident. So I don't think so either. I'm going to say that was intentional. Um, yeah, so that concludes our daily Sir Yacht update. I'm, I'm bummed out, guys. Yeah, I wanted I it for Good him. thing it's come to an end. That's I right. wanted it for him. I wanted someone completely out of left field who none of us have ever heard of to save the Big Ten season with his Masters hat on. I wanted it. I wanted it. He was wearing a Masters hat instead of his Twitter photo. All right. <laughs> That's enough of Sir Yacht. We're going to come back and talk about my plan for Big Ten football, guys. It's going to work. Bye. It is. Cannot wait for this, I guess. It is going to work. But first, a word, Matt, from rockauto.com. Rockauto! Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you could ever need from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, gas pedals, Matt, motor oil. What else do they have? Ooh, other car parts, like assorted car parts, like a variety of car parts, like very, like multiple car parts. Yes, you nailed it. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You wouldn't do it. Doesn't make sense. You'd be a clown. A clown. A clown. A clown. Don't do it. Instead, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Okay. So let me start here. Steven, what do you, if you had to put a percentage chance of football happening for Big Ten teams like in the spring or in the winter, what would you peg it at right now? Um, ooh, I have never considered it that way. Uh, I guess I'd just spitballing, I'll say like 40%, like not quite a coin flip, a little less, but, but not okay. far away either, though. I don't think it's totally lost, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say 40%. And Matt, you're at like 7%, right? Uh, no, I'm up to like 22, I think. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, I think I'm, up. I'm closer to Steven. I think I'm probably like 42, a little bit more, a little bit closer to a coin flip. All right. But I, I, not quite a coin flip yet. I do have a proposal, an idea that I want to throw at you guys. An answer. And what? 
You have the answer. You have the answer key. I, I, Say this with your chest, Will. Come on, don't don't just beat around the bush here. Like I, I have, have an idea. No, you have the answers, Will. I he have the, a plan, so that's it. Sounds like that's farther than the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. No, I I, ha- I was thinking about this last week, and I should have. I wanted to write about it, but I have a child that won't stop crying, so I can't. Um, and I should have done it on the show earlier in the week, but we were pretty busy, Matt. Uh, so here it is. I think winter is kind of the best option because the NFL uh, timeline is, is going to be tough for them to shift. And you got to consider like just the immediacy of like, Oh yeah, we played football in April and May and now they're going to play football again, starting in August and games in September. That's just not going to happen. So we got to, we got to be able to spread the season out, mm-hmm. consider NFL things, consider long-term, like uh, how are we going to get these guys to play the next year? How are we going to do this logistically? And how are we going to do this from a weather standpoint, right? Because I, the Pac-12, most of the Pac-12 could probably play starting in, in January and be totally fine. Sure. Not the case in uh, in Michigan. Although that would be fun, Right. I say, why not? Let's just get nuts for just one year of the entire history of the Big Ten. Come on, just just go for it, guys. It's it's Midwest one football, year. for God's sakes. Come on. Yeah. Gray skies and just sadness. Let's do yes. this. Um, every game would be a night game, even the noon kicks. Oh, my God, that'd be so awesome. I'm so, <laughs> is that your idea? Is this it all along? Just play night games in the winter? <laughs> all the season? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board. No. All right. Here's here's my main plan. And there's some flexibility to this. And I want to get your actual thoughts on this. All right. So let's say they start, I don't know, like uh, January, somewhere in there, like not wild card weekend of the NFL, but um, like the next weekend. And they use either like Thursday, Friday, or I forget when they if they play playoff games in the NFL on Saturday, whatever it is, make it work with the TV schedules. But here's what you do. Okay. You start then. Start sometime in January. You have the Big Ten East teams all go to Detroit. Ford Field. Lions aren't using it. Or if the Lions are using it, Indianapolis. But it, we'll do Detroit. Late January, Detroit is going to be good. You have the Big Ten East teams go to Detroit. You have the Big Ten West teams go to Minnesota. The, the two beautiful indoor stadiums. You play six weeks of inner division games over seven weeks. So six games over seven weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Then we're, uh, what is that? Like March, beginning of March, we all go to Indianapolis and this is where it can be flexible. Everyone goes to Indianapolis and you play either one, probably one, maybe two cross division games. And then you have the, everyone leaves except for the two winners and you have the big 10 championship. Now the easiest way is probably just to do all East, all West, two teams go to Indy and meet to play the Big Ten Championship, and it's a six-game season with a seventh game. But there's some cross-divisional rivalries, and you know they're going to be probably a little bit more greedy. And if it's working out well, I don't see why you couldn't just sort of move everyone to Indianapolis. We're going to have online classes at that point. You don't have to worry about the weather. You can own an entire Saturday, right, noon, four, whatever, um, and you can have, I don't know, like ES, ESPN or whoever's broadcasting it, like on different channels. You could like own the entire day with uh, Big Ten. And then once the NFL is done, you switch to Saturday and Sunday or you do Friday and Saturday to start. So you own two days before the NFL gets going. 
that's the plan. That's the framework of the plan. You can get the season done by like mid-March, have time for guys to prep for the draft. If you play a six or seven game season with a bye week thrown in there, uh, that's not too hard on the college players. They have enough time. You know, it, it, maybe you do a truncated spring ball where you do like a couple weeks of practice and there's no spring game, right? And you're, there's no pads for spring ball because you just got done with it. You just do some conditioning kind of May-ish, June in there, and then you're off until fall camp starts. And you could even delay that a few weeks and delay the season uh, a few weeks just to get some extra rest in there. So you start fall camp mid-August instead of beginning of August, and you start the football season the second week of September instead of the first week of September. That's my plan. Matt, actually, no, I don't want to start with you, Matt. No, I want to start with Stephen. Yeah. Stephen, what are your initial thoughts on the viability of that plan? Um, so instead of going point by point, I'll just sort of go with my Go point concerns. by point. Well, my the, my general concerns with the, with any type of spring um, will overlap a bit with yours. So, like the feasibility, I, I to me personally, a big thing I can't get over is just securing these NFL stadiums for as many yeah. dates that you would need. Like that alone, to me, seems like a massive, probably expensive uh, undertaking. Um, to like the idea of of six straight weeks, I don't think can happen without a bubble, and I don't see. You know, uh, what would it be? Uh, eight, you know, a thousand people, you know, a thousand athletes roughly and in personnel in Detroit for six straight weeks. Um, that seems tough to, to picture right now, but the framework of it all, the timeline, uh, seems right. I think, uh, I think you'll see something more like maybe even bubbling up, uh, in one of these cities, but like for two weeks at a time, try to get two games in and then you scatter it for like a week or two. Everybody goes back. And then you sort of mm-hmm. re-bubble up and try to get a couple games in. I think uh, I, I just – it's really hard for me to picture a, every, a consecutive week after week after week after week games being played um, without some type of all-encompassing enter in your locked-in bubble like the NBA. And I just don't think that will truly happen. And you uh, – like Detroit, it would be tough. Like you would use Fort Field, but – like the teams would honestly probably have to go into the suburbs for hotels and stuff like that. And yeah, I think renting out an entire or hotel. Michigan stay where they're at though. Like you just have to bubble yeah. four teams. I know that's still quite the undertaking logistically. Well, you could just I, bubble everyone. Two teams off the top. Bubble everyone at on U of M's campus. For being honest, maybe not MSU because we don't or trust UFD. them. Or U of D. If, if U of D sends other students, yeah, yeah, sure. State. Wayne State. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Oakland? a good idea. Oh. Training facilities, though. Uh, you know, not just beds, but training Wayne facilities. Wayne State's got facilities. Yeah. They're oh, not going to play. Training, the weight rooms. No, no, no. Uh, so, so you and, go one year without anyone hitting a weight. That, that's fine. <laughs> my other nitpick of, uh, of not just Will's plan, but just um, I don't think – that still leaves enough time. Even mid-March, um, I don't think that's enough time to to adequately – and maybe there is no perfect or adequate this year, but that's not enough time, to, I don't think, uh, for guys to play and get ready for the NFL. I think you'd just sit out if you're up a draft pick anyway. Yeah. Um, because, that, you know, you got to think, that's usually January to all the way through April, you know, of, of different high-level specific training. That's not like in-season football training. Um, you need that time to rest up, whereas they'd be going basically right from the season right into training. So you wouldn't have that rest, and you wouldn't have the proper training lead-up. Um, so, again, maybe that's the best anybody can do anyway, but uh, I think you yeah. want more cushion there. I do like the summer plan, though, and, and easing into the next season. I think that's all doable. 
I think the it's going to be pretty safe to say that any day one, day two surefire pick in the Big Ten won't be playing in the Big Ten this year. I think I, w- I would be stunned if, I don't know, pick a name. I mean, they're, they're all re- already like opting out, but let's just say like Rondale Moore hadn't opted out and they were going to play starting in January. I would be stunned if someone like that, Rashad Bateman, whatever, were going to play. Um, so, yeah, that, that makes it a little bit different. And maybe depending on what the Pac-12 does or how things go with the SEC, ACC, Big 12 plan, like it could be the NFL is like, yeah, we're not going to draft until June, you know, I, like shifting the whole schedule back. There's a there's a truncated combine in April that you were going to get some people at, but not everyone at. We're not going to draft till June. We're going to skip rookie camp this year and just integrate it to the start of training camp at the first three days or something like that. There would need to be some flexibility with the NFL for this to be smooth. And yeah, I don't have a ton of confidence in the NFL doing anything different because they didn't do anything different in the middle of a pandemic. They're just pushing through, baby. Uh, so I imagine they're just going to keep. Yeah, they are the force. Uh, people revolve around their gravity. They don't revolve around anyone else. Matt, what are your thoughts? So I'm super short-sighted. I don't care about how summer's going to go or the fall is going to go. <laughs> Those are all future Big Ten Kevin Warren problems. Uh, so right off the top, I like the idea of seven teams in each bubble, Detroit and Minnesota. You do six round-robin games. After that, you take the top three seeds from each, and okay. then you bubble six teams in Indianapolis. That's yep. right. So now we do a tournament. The number one seed in the West and the East both get a bye. So now there's a final four in the Big Ten. No, that's actually not correct. I forget I ever said the word final four. The first round is the two seed in the East versus the three seed in the West. Mm-hmm. That team plays the one seed in the West and also that night on Fox. Um, probably Joel Klatt, that moron, doing both games, calling it. Um, you're going to have the two in the West and the three in the East later that night, and they're going to take on the one in the East. So really the most games a team can play if the two or three seed in the East or West goes all the way to the championship is nine games because eventually you get the final four where, you know, the winner of those first two preliminary games against the one seeds, and then you got the championship. So if you're two or three, you're playing at most nine games, including that round robin that started off in either the Detroit or Minnesota pod. Or, hey, if you were good enough to get the one seed, congratulations to Wisconsin and Ohio State. Uh, you beat whatever schmuck was the two or the three seed that you played in the final four. Uh, and then you won the championship. You played eight games. So, um once again, that uh, wow, that was a lot easier said than will ever be done. Uh, I feel like a genius for coming up with that, but it will definitely <laughs> certainly not happen because oh, yeah. life isn't that easy. Come, come on. It, it's, it's honestly a great concept, and like I want to see it so happen. Yeah. It would be so fun. Not a chance in hell. There's a better chance we win the Heisman <laughs> this year than seeing that, that play out. Yes, that would be awesome. I love the creativity. Maybe if you could do like four round robin games instead of uh, everyone plays everyone, where you get a draw, and instead of that, here, this is the idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got it. All right, yeah. five teams in Minnesota, five teams in Indy, four teams in Detroit. Okay, and we'll figure out the whoever goes where. Three we'll round robins. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. borrow Notre Dame for the for the fifteenth team. Each each <laughs> they're, winner they're up for uh, sale. So everyone plays three games. Three. Everyone plays three games. All the teams in Detroit play each other, and one team each in, in Minnesota and Indy won't play each other. But everyone plays three games. The top three teams automatically qualify for the Indy Final Four, and then we get a wild card team in there. Whoever best record that didn't make it. Uh, with, I don't know, you add in like points for as a tiebreaker or something like that. 
Then we've got a real no, final uh, four. Most, most punts. Most punts. For, most it's punts. Be a big punt stat. It can be like points for or against. Yeah. yeah. Most punts. <laughs> then we've got final four in, in Indy. Yeah. Number one plays number two, or the wild card, and then two plays three. Um, and then, yeah, so that's what? Three games, four games, five games total. And that would be fun as hell. You get three round robin games. You get a final four. That would be really fun and exciting. And it's done by random draw too, like the Champions League or soccer tournaments. Like they're just teams get drawn into a region. It's not by geography. We've got planes. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, planes and, do uh, so exist. Really quick, uh, I, I do want to lay out some that I'd like to see happen. Do we have time for that? I can. Uh, yeah. All right, all right, all right. I'm taking the wheel here, real quick. Yeah. You're so good. I, I do. I truly want as many people to hear this because, like, um, so like, ideally, what I would like to see is uh, essentially just a sort of a blanket ruling that D1 teams can play like six organized scrimmages exhibitions yeah. over like a three month period. Because I look. Let's face it. I don't think anybody feels our odds of anything resembling ain't resembling a full season, but even a satisfying season, I don't really don't mm-hmm. think any of us believe that'll truly happen this spring, but you could maybe get a taste. Like I said, a couple highly organized spread out, you know, no more than once every two weeks, you can schedule somebody within a certain radius. And it's just a series of, it's like a high school scrimmage. You know, you just set up with mm-hmm. your neighbor hey, you guys want to come play. All right, let's do it. Let's throw it on TV, make a little bit of money. It probably won't happen. Very informal. There's no champion. None of this counts, but I think it would be better than trying to set up this real fake spring season that probably wouldn't even get off the ground anyway. So See, I, know, I just want to get that out there to uh, Kevin Warren because I know he's a, you know. He's, a, he's an avid listener. You know how I know you don't listen to our show every day? <laughs> I, I tell you guys I don't listen every day, but I do most of That's I nice. I did feature the listener listener. on yesterday's episode. We uh, we 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 uh, we talked about that. I, I don't know if it was last week or something. Um, who was it? John Kirby said, "Cancel fall." It was before they canceled everything. His idea was cancel fall football and just do like four spring games and air those on BTN or whatever, and people will watch yeah. it. And I took it one step forward and said, "Spring games against other schools, so long as like all the COVID stuff is uh, up and and good in that." Yeah, I, I think that's actually a good realistic thing that could happen. It's just sort of a super spring season uh, yeah, with a bunch of, books, you know, it doesn't really matter. Nothing really goes in the record books, but you still get a little yeah, football practice for developmental purposes and all that. Um, and people would watch it. Anything more than six games is where I start to really have a tough time with the spring. And then you're know, talking about playing two seasons in one year. I think yeah. six to me is really where I'd probably have to draw the line. Yeah, and you, if you did like seven, eight or something in the winter, started in January and ended in March, and then did seven, eight, nine instead of 12 the next fall, like maybe you could make that work and, and be cool with it. But yeah, I, I'm with you. It's going to be tough to manage that because I don't know if you guys know this, the uh, the players aren't paid. Hmm. What? Yeah. That's not true. Breaking news. All right, we're going to come back, finish off strong with uh, – we're just going to bombard Brooksy here with some recruiting questions, so we'll do that here in just a second. But first, Matt, a word from Built Bar. Built Bar. Let's go, baby. Brooks, you like Built Bar? 
you guys haven't done a good enough job selling me on it, so I haven't had one yet. Got Get out of here. <laughs> here. Go to hell. <laughs> we have people wow. we, we have people sending us pictures all the time of like just got my like it's a club. It, you're just a jerk, Stephen. No, bro, I mean, just I, if, if he, I'm being honest, guys, the ad reads are just a little sleepy for me. So Wow. All right, shirt coming off. All right, showtime. See, now, now we know you're lying. You're depriving of yourself because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. ever. And honestly, Brooksy, we're not blowing smoke here. Not like, blowing smoke. They're not good. Smoke screens. They, we're not blowing smoke screens. Thank you. Perfect. God, that would have been a good joke. I'm an idiot. Yeah, like, they actually happens. taste good. <laughs> They've got 18 great flavors and six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, mm. carrot cake, mm. apple, almond crisp. Mm. That goes with their original flavors like salted caramel, peanut butter, brownie, toffee, mm. almond, double chocolate, mint, brownie, banana bread, peanut butter. You yes. all know these. All their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. High in protein. The, the peanut butter bar is 19 grams of protein, only 180 calories. You can't beat it go go to you look at your protein bar right now in your fr- or in your cupboard or whatever Do look it. at the numbers look at them say them out loud, be less say them out loud when you get there too i'm i'm not allowed to oh you mean the person yeah i yeah, said i'm well, not allowed to say the listeners, but hey that's okay okay yeah 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 i got gotcha. you there's gonna be more protein less calories less sugar less carbs like they're they're just great they are healthier they taste better and right now they've got a promo code for you Go to BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKDOWN, one word, LOCKDOWN, you'll get $10 off your next order. It doesn't even have to be your first time. It's every single order that you do right now. You Go do 100 orders and Mm. use promo code LOCKDOWN at BuiltBar.com and you'll get $10 off every single time. And while supplies last, you get a free cooler with your purchase. Cooler. Yeah. You get Brooks, you hear that? Free cooler, Brooks. A cooler. That That might be what swings me. Let's go. BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on, $10 off your next order. Promo code locked on for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's just bombard Brooksy here. I think we've gone on for like 34 minutes. Um, oh, my. Yeah, this has been a long show. It's okay. Let's let's like bombard that. Brooksy here with recruiting uh, questions. Antonio Gates Jr., is he committed or not? No. Um, He's in, baby. I mean, he's, he's yes. I mean, we can start there. What's your read on Antonio Gates Jr.? Um, I have some inside info that is not mine; it has been given to me, and I feel solid about it. But four-star receiver Antonio Gates Jr. announced he's going to be committing on October 10th, and he's the number 171 player in the country on 24/7, number three player in the state of Michigan. A really good recruit and. Would be a wonderful start to the 2022 class for uh, Michigan State. What is your feeling there, Stephen? Yeah, uh, he would be a very, very big star. Um, he'd be the biggest recruit that Mel Tucker's gotten yet, uh, obviously. But um, if so, my read on it is if he stays with that commitment day, I think it was October 10th or early mm-hmm. October ish, um, then that looks really good for Michigan State because they've made him a priority. I remember hearing very early on. Um, when this staff sort of took over, they, he was a guy like regardless of class that they were super uh, interested in and, and were very much going to make a priority right off the bat. So uh, the, the early commitment, you know, relative to his signing day uh, would yeah. suggest, you know, that, that Michigan State's in a good spot there. You look at his other offers and 
you know, Michigan State, I think, stands out in certain ways. Um, so, yeah, you feel good about it. But then again, um, Alan True, who works with me at 24-7, he's very well uh, plugged into the Midwest scene, especially in Metro Detroit over there. And he, uh, the day that, um, the day that uh, Antonio put that out, he came and uh, dropped a little uh, little tidbit on our message board about um, he checked in with some people over there and uh, thought that any sort of prediction might be a little premature right now and that even, um, you know, we'll see if the decision date holds up at this mm-hmm. point. Sounds like, you know, possibly kid might have got a little excited, uh, might have jumped the gun a little bit. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I was, yeah, I was really surprised when he actually said um, – or announced that he was going to be committing that because he is a rising junior. He's about to be a junior. And, and, you know, some kids who are just like, yeah, this is where I want to go. I'm not going to change my mind. This has been my favorite school, whatever. Um, This happens a lot with like Ohio state kids and Alabama kids and LSU kids and and Michigan kids where they're just locked in and they're not going to like, it's a dream school. So I don't know if that's the situation for uh, Antonio Gates Jr. I mean, he'd be a legacy technically, although it didn't work out with his dad. His dad has said his dream was always to play at MSU. Um, and we know there's there's MSU ties there. So, yeah, uh, seems like a decent thing if it holds up. Uh, what is just your feel here on what the next month could look like for MSU's recruiting in the 2021 class? Because we've talked about uh, Audrey Castime and Gino Vandemark, a couple four-star players out of New Jersey that Michigan State seems to have, uh, I don't know, a leg up on leading for there on campus. Would be really nice for the staff to land a couple of four-star guys to to start pumping up the rating for this class. What is your sort of feel on how the next month could look for MSU recruiting? Yeah, I do think uh, that they're in a really good spot for both of those guys. Um, like you mentioned, they were both here on campus. Uh, I think that was sort of a, um, you know, the last check on the box type of deal. It sounds mm-hmm. like for those guys uh, already liked a lot of what they were hearing and everything. Uh, and things went well from everything that I've heard. So uh, I, I think both those guys um, uh, are expected to announce, you know, probably before the end of the month, um, soon-ish, you know, maybe even as soon as this week. Uh, sort of be on the lookout. But, yes, yeah, sooner than later, as I would imagine. At least that's, that's Is that inside info? Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's educated, open. um, speculation, I guess I'd say. Oh, give up the goods. You're I, mean, on our I, podcast. I, I would be stunned if they, if we get to September and neither of them are committed somewhere. And, I'll take uh, that. if they're committing in August, I think it'll be Michigan state, you know, so it takes some, some sort of last minute, uh, finagling probably, or cold feet or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah feel good about things there. You'd have two, four star kids. Uh, that would be a big boost that, you know, um, and then we'll see, I guess, what happens with fall football elsewhere and everything and who yeah. really gets off the ground. Like, I think Utah's playing and some other places out west and in the south and whatnot. But, uh, you know, the, when you're looking at 12 commits now and a 25-man slot, you know, 25 slots in the class, uh, there just aren't that many names out there, really. So, uh, you know, I think they were sort of expecting to get a big second wave of offers out once mm-hmm. fall started but who knows what that'll look like now so yeah um we all know sort of the regular names but uh beyond that to really get to 25 i'll be curious to see where they go uh as we get closer here with four months to go matt go ahead yeah th- this could just be a, a question that's answered as easily as just a simply no because you don't talk to the coaches but like if you do talk to like anyone on the staff or any coaches like 
are they starting to get a little annoyed with how long this whole thing is going on for like the whole quarantine and COVID and dead periods and yada, yada, yada. Like, are you able to talk to these guys and like get their kind of vibe on it? Cause obviously they're not going to let out on Twitter. Like, Oh, this sucks. Like <laughs> recruiting is hard. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're going to put on a good face, but like anything like behind the scenes, like are, are they start finally starting to crack even behind the scenes? I mean like, yo, this sucks, man. <laughs> I haven't got that. It's always, it's surprisingly been, and I expect that, you know I mean? That's what right. I would do. I, sure. I, that's, I'd be like, man, this is, this is, why, you know, what else? What other piano is going to fall on my head next? But uh, right. it's like uh, it's it's been very workmanlike, honestly. And like I I understand that sounds like a, a spokesperson type of answer, but like it has been very driven. I mean, there's the frustration is a sense of like uh, we haven't even really began. Not yeah. that like man, totally. this sucks, but it's like we we don't even feel like we started really, but we're sort of in the third fourth quarter of this game, you know, in terms of this cycle, but it never feels like we even really started the game. You know, it's, it probably feels like one of those deals, like a lightning delay. And then you come back the next day and you're like, you know, you're starting off for the day, but it's like seven thirty-two left in the third quarter, you know, right. like weird things like that. So I, I think had that's one a of general those feeling. It's weird. Yeah, I think that's the general feeling that like, we never even really got this started. Um, so, you know, let's just try and do the best we can for now, but focus on when we can truly feel like we're uh, getting the ball rolling. What are uh, a few names to keep an eye on? Like you mentioned, it's going to be interesting to see how they fill out this class. Uh, what are some names in the 2021 class to keep an eye on that MSU, like that we haven't talked about already, that MSU may have a leg up on or, you know, some potential flips? Uh, any names that people should be writing down, keeping on their radar? Uh, yeah, so a couple um, that maybe aren't, you know, I mean, Makai Gabeyer, we know out of New Jersey, mm-hmm. Stephon Johnson, the DB out of Florida, is a guy that you guys talk about. Um, yep. Those names. Uh, a couple others, though, um, there's a there's a guy uh, out of Oak Park, uh, Marlon, I want to make sure I get his last name right, is Marlon Dawson. Um, he's a linebacker currently committed to Miami, Ohio. Uh, could be a defensive end in college. I think he's a guy, um, I know he's he's been in contact. I think he's somebody that could that we could see being offered. Um, Obviously, another Oak Park kid is not a bad, uh, not a bad kid. I saw him in person the other day, and he he looks like uh, that that sort of hybrid edge defender that that, that a lot of teams are looking for now. Um, and uh, you know, with a with a fall season, I think he's a guy that his profile could really blow up. And now he's still sort of that um, he's still sort of under wraps for now. Uh, and then uh, the other another flip candidate would be um, I've never learned the proper way to say this guy's name, but. Uh, uh, committed to you say yeah, Ma Gaotete. Uh, he's been committed to USC for uh, like two years now. Um, uh-huh. Is on the team there, but uh, he has done virtual visits with State, and uh, that's he's been somebody that the staff's been sort of quietly uh, pushing for fairly hard. Um, I think uh, that'd be an interesting guy to watch. If uh, it seems like a hard pull out of Southern California to yeah. never have him on campus. But if there's a little window and if he can sneak over, I think uh, I think that'd be a guy to watch for sure. Even if not, I think they'll be in the mix for him. Yeah, and that's Ma'a, M-A, apostrophe A, Gaute, I can't hear, G-A-O-T-E-O-T-E, if you want to look up his recruiting profile. Uh, number 133 in the class of 2021 uh, per the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Matt, give us one more question here, and then we got to get out of here. We won't wait, wait too long. I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask Brooks about the most recent commit to MSU. I mean, that's kind of like what we do when Brooks joins us. Come on. So I, I just got to get your uh, thoughts on uh, Alex Ocalo here out of uh, Tennessee. 
Yeah, it's weird how much this first Mel Tucker class is feeling like a Mark D'Antonio class. Um, yes. Because he's and he's one of those Mark D'Antonio recruits, though. I mean, you guys, I'm sure, know the story. And if, if I talked about it, he, he hasn't played much high school football, was a basketball <laughs> player, uh, you know, in, in his mind for a long time and played only a handful of games as a junior, picked up all these offers. And he's a guy that... Um, a lot of folks have said could have, you know, with again, with the fall season could really, really blow up. So you love the frame. You love the athleticism coming from a basketball background. Uh, 6'5", 217 is what we have him listed at. Um, a high upside guy. And again, if you're going to gamble, you gamble with somebody on those measurables. But um, I say a Mark D'Antonio class because he's a guy you can see with this, you know, modest ranking three stars. But you could see him really becoming somebody in two to three years. I think there's a lot of... Uh, a lot of folks in this class, even though the ranking isn't that high, you know, um, I think there's a lot of prospects in this class that could end up being a real solid developmental four and five year guys, quality starters down the road. He is Stephen Brooks, 247sports.com. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Thanks to you guys for listening. Reminded to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked On Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back Monday. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but we'll figure something out. Maybe uh, some new commits. Hint, hint. I, I don't know, honestly. I'm just, as Steven said something. So maybe we'll see in the next handful of days here. Uh, we'll figure something out to uh, talk about. But Steven, thanks for uh, joining us today. We really appreciate it. Glad you were able to join us for the whole show. Matt, take us into the weekend. Brooks, you're the man. Thanks for joining us.